So it's officially my third episode of Bravely Bailey, and I have my second guest. What do you know? And it's not my mom this time. <laughs> um, I have Carlene here, which Carlene is actually, I, I like you work with us basically with Soul Camp. She does a, she kind of does a handful of things. You're a woman of many many traits yeah Yeah. many skills (laughs) but she um she's worked with us on a lot of our soul camps and you were recently um in costa rica with us yeah so she's um leads sister circles and you're basically like a spiritual worker you're also a photographer self-love body confidence photographer Yes. yes yeah and um so i wanted to bring her on because Carlene is a huge inspiration to me just because Aww. of where you've came from and she you're 20 uh, you're 30 no, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say 29 I thought you were 29 no. for some reason so she's 32 um and I'm 24 so I try to learn a lot from her <laughs> I talked about her in my first episode actually she was the one that was telling me to um do the meditation from my heart uh, and then once I did that it kind of came out more not yeah, yeah yeah that was a lot of fun <laughs> carlene was actually behind me <laughs> that's a funny story within itself and she had she was like doing a gong and then she had this rain stick and then she was lighting like sage i'm like carlene you are really making this an experience for me <laughs> so i wanted to bring her on um because she's kind of came a long way in her career considering where you started and who you were like I don't know, even if you rewind seven years, you know, Mm -hmm. and now looking at where you're at now, um, which I'll let you kind of explain a little bit of your story, but it just goes to show that really, I mean, you could switch your direction and your path within an instant in Mm -hmm. life. If you have a different calling or if, you know, you're, you're meant to evolve and change. So I think your story is like the perfect example of that. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. So if you want to, Tell me if you want to rewind, maybe yeah, like where do you, how far should we go? I know that's what I was trying to figure <laughs> out. Um, well, you used to be an atheist. Yes, I guess we could start there. <laughs> we should probably start there. I think that's a good spot. <laughs> um, so we we when I was growing up, my my parents would tell you that they're Christian. My mom was raised in the Irish Catholic school, um, not the school, but that's Irish Catholic, and went to Catholic school, but. Um, me growing up, we went to church here and there. It wasn't something that we did every Sunday and it wasn't something that, um, I was really raised on. We, um, we prayed here and there and, um, and my mom would still, I would consider her still a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, I would say is agnostic. Um, and then when I got older from like when I was around 10 we did go to a church but I couldn't even tell you what kind of church it was I think we went mainly because they had hiking (laughs) sweet bonus and that was my mom was like go hike with people I trust (laughs) you know so um yeah and then in high school is really when um the idea of um a, a god in the sky or a man in the sky that dictates things that you do didn't really make sense to me mm-hmm. and so from there I didn't know there was a word for it I just didn't really believe in that so it never really occurred to me until I was in my early I was 19 when I met my first boyfriend and um he he read a read and um 
and immersed himself a lot in theology and different religions. And he was an atheist as well. And I identified with all the things that he did. And I was like, oh, okay, this must be what's atheism. Because I think a lot of people think that atheist is another version of anarchy. Which, mm-hmm. which anarchy and atheism are two different things. And what is anarchy exactly? Like, so you- anarchy, I would like... <laughs> it's like... Uh, disrupt the government disrupt oh. everything like fu- like f- like go destroy everything anti-government anti-rules anti-laws like yeah. sounds like fun right and so people think that's if you don't believe in god that's what you believe right yeah where atheism really is just saying i don't believe in anything until i've been proven different mm-hmm. until there's scientific proof or until i experience something that can that can show me that there's God or there's whatever a higher you, power, a higher power or, whatever you yeah, believe in. Something else to this world. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, um, I did a lot of, I read a lot about, um, like I've read a lot of books and like God is not great and um all different all different authors and, and really dove into um religion and, and different um ideologies and faiths mm-hmm. and, and kind of because it still fascinates me. I still find it very fascinating what people believe in. Um and then when I was about your age, when I was about 24, 25, I had a spiritual awakening. Um, I guess, I guess I'll just, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, um, we don't condone <laughs> drugs, but sometimes it puts you on your path. <laughs> I uh, had a spiritual awakening through, um, through hallucinogens and um, I didn't know what it, that was at the time. Um, I also was going through, that's really right before that was when I was having major problems in my relationship, but didn't really know it in hindsight. I now can say like, that's when that started was right before that. And then, um, the guy I was dating could be considered an ethnobotanist, know all about study plants, knows plants. Um, and so that's why I felt safe doing, doing, um, DMT is what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, diethyl And so, which is that since we're being honest, <laughs> so <laughs> you should explain. explain yeah, okay, so diethyltryptamine is actually um, most living things produce it in their bodies. So we produce it in our brains, and um, in our pe- pineal gland, which is also the third eye. Mm-hmm. And um, when we sleep, that's a little bit of that is produced, and that's what creates our dreams. And then they think a large amount is produced when we die and when we're born. Um, they can't really prove that because you can't ask an infant, mm-hmm. <laughs> how was your birthing <laughs> process, yeah. right? And you can't ask somebody who has died, how had that go? However, there's been a lot of people who have experienced um, near-death experiences or mm-hmm. NDEs have also um, similar experiences to those who have done DMT. And so there's a lot of sci- there's a lot of research, if you wish to go look into that, um, you, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fascinating. Um, so I, I, I did that when I was about 24 and, and this lasts only like five minutes when you, when you do this, Yeah. <clears throat> but you look like you're asleep and it feels like a very long time. And when I came out of it, um, I, again, I didn't have any, I highly suggest you don't do, <laughs> do this without a shaman or without somebody who, mm-hmm. uh, who knows what they're doing or have somewhat of a spiritual, ba- spiritually based and would you say that it's important also that you're in a good space mentally when you're doing this? Or would you say that you... I don't think it matters because it's going to show you whatever, regardless, it's going to show you whatever you need mm-hmm. to know. Um, so DMT is also what's in ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, it's one of the major, pl- it's one of the plants in that. 
not another, <laughs> I haven't done that, but um, that's a whole other thing I guess I could just say really quickly. Ayahuasca has been known to help people with PTSD or um, major addictions to like heroin or um, cocaine, stuff like, not cocaine, but yeah, it could if you if you do, but it's... To other hard to drugs. To other harder drugs. Yeah. yeah. Because what like life-destroying drugs, basically. Yeah, because what it does is it... It, like, doesn't, with ayahuasca, mindset, I, I think matters, but it's really just going to show you what, need, what you need to know. Whereas DMT, I think, is the same. It's not, like, mushrooms where you're you're consciously interacting with other people. If, with this, you're asleep. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so I came out of that, like, really, like, not, I wouldn't say not okay, but just my, 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 my world, world has been shaken up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Can you maybe, like, because you told me it the other day, and I thought it was super, just when you went up, oh, or, and when you like, went down. down. Yeah, what, actually, like, what happened? So, when I was, um, when I, when I did this, um, I basically saw myself in the corner of a room, and I was, like, looking over my body, and I thought, like, my conscious mind was, like, oh shit I'm dead <laughs> and then um and then realized oh I just said that and I'm looking down at my body and then all of a sudden I was like sucked up into this vortex of colors and designs that I can't explain because they don't exist here and I was with these light beings made up of this like all this crazy like I, I kind of des- describe it as like um like DNA strands, but times like a million and all different colors and like 3D, like almost like holographic. Um, and th- and I was being told that the life that I that I was here on Earth to live and to experience joy and love, and that where I came from was from love, and mm. that I'd go back to this space of love, and oh. that that's what this whole space was for, and that it was really just a hologram <laughs> to learn, and so. Um, as this is being told to me, it was like there was a box of exploding confetti of all these things (laughs) that I can't explain because they don't (laughs) exist here. (laughs) Um, But basically just telling me that that's what this life, and that's what I was on earth to do, and that's what we're all on earth to do is experience and to live a life in joy and love, and that we're we're from this energy of love. Yeah. And then, um, so then I came, when I came out of that, it was, I can't explain, it was like one of the, like, the euphoric feeling of being there was like, I can't explain it. Um, and so I came out and then I asked to go back in. And so I did, an- <laughs> I did another round. Don't <laughs> do, do this. this. <laughs> do not do this. <laughs> um, and, and so then this time I laid back down and this time I went down and, um, and also I think I went down because I, I had moved. So I think that affected my, um, my experience. Um, however, when I was in that experience, this time I was, I was like with these beings and I was like ancient old, like long hair, just old. And every person I had ever known was a hologram and they were just saying my name and disappearing. Like they would break into my face and turn off into fractals of infinity of different colors and shapes. And I was being told that they were, um, that this life was a hologram, that this wasn't real, and that where I was was part of the real reality. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gives me chills, yeah. and then my eyes start watering, and I'm trying to pull myself together. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the main thing of that, and then when I came out of that, uh, it, it really shook me up, because it felt it, like what they told me, and it felt more real, and so when I came out of it, I still felt like, was mm-hmm. this fake? And so um, for the next year, I really... 
Um, and mind you, I was a caregiver at the time um, with elderly people who were <laughs> about to be dying. So I was like every day <laughs> going yeah. into work and just being like, what happens when this person dies? And then also one of the one of my clients on every Wednesday, we went to church and went to Catholic. It was a Catholic church. And so I'd have to sit through service with her. And um that was a trip too because I was just like what's going on you're like I know too much I I don't know and it just like would freak me out I just remember that I was like ah (laughs) Um, but I kept it together and so for over the year the next year I kind of had panic attacks here and there because I think my body suffered from like PTSD and I still was trying to figure out what had happened like mentally put all this stuff together right and I and again I was an atheist so I had nothing to like pull from or um not pull from, but I had no idea what had just happened to me. And again, yeah. and then I was like starting to see things like. Well, and you weren't surrounded by it, really anybody that no. understood it or had any idea or. Right. They're all atheists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For the a most lot part. Of I mean, I wasn't yeah. about to go tell my parents, hey, I did this hardcore drug and I might be yeah. messed up for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's probably. Well, yeah. And you're probably <laughs> worried, like, is this yeah, ever going to go away? Like, yeah. Or... Yeah, and then I would started hearing things, um, and I would I was kind of seeing things, and so for the next year, and then I would check myself into the ER, and I finally caught on like, hey, they're starting to think there's something is weird with you. Like, the doctor was like, do you, are you do you think people are after you? And I was like, oh shit, girl, get get it together. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're starting to think you're crazy. I'm not ready for a straight jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. Like, okay, I need to get a handle on this, you know. And so then, and then I just continued to read and read and read, um, up on all these things. And then, um, within that year, um, is really when I started, um, realizing that there was problems within my relationship. And, and it really was because I kept telling him like, Hey, this is going on. And he's like, no, that's not possible because mm. he knows everything. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and then I think I started to change within that and I started to really stand in my, myself, um, and, and kind of my I've always from in hindsight I've always had um I've always been empathic I just didn't know what that what 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 that meant until till later when we get there yeah. um but I was just a whole bunch of things had started happening and and which be really quick like being an empath <clears throat> is like being a sponge yeah in this world <laughs> like you soak up literally like if you're in the energy like in the same space if you're not good at like if you of, don't know if you don't know and you're not good at kind of being aware and tailoring it whenever it's happening but if you're in the same space with somebody say that has super negative energy mm-hmm. super angry at life or you kind of absorb that like a sponge yeah and, and vice versa yeah. you know so exactly and side note that's what I lived with yeah um it's not me but the person that I was I was in a relationship with and so um there was lots of things that happened over that course of that year. And then, um, and then I started really like things started to like not be like, I wasn't seeing things anymore and I wasn't hearing things anymore. And I kind of just, it started to, I just got back to this like Mm -hmm. normal, but not (laughs) normal. Right. And, um, and then when I left, when I left, I think it had been like two years since I had done, DMT and over that course I was still I still considered myself an atheist and just considered just felt like I had a really bad hallucinogen hallucinogen trip that kind of affected like yeah for a little bit and then um things really didn't change until when I I left that relationship 
Um, there was a lot of reasons for leaving that. Um, but the main one was, um, he had been cheating on me for like a year and then, Oof. yeah. And, and I knew, um, and then we sat down or, um, just lots of things going on. Yeah. So when I finally, I finally left and, um, then that's when I realized and learned that I had been in a, um, relationship with a narcissist and I learned what narcissism was and gaslighting and verbal abuse. God. <laughs> yeah. God. You just, you had like two years of just straight moving, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I mean that. Yeah. No, my, and, like, my life completely changed. changed. Yeah. yeah. And like your reality was shaken up in yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah. Completely. And so, um, so then I left, um, I was 20, I think I was, tw- I was almost 27. So I was 26. And um, how long were you in this relationship? Seven years. Yeah. Since 19. Yeah. So almost that's... eight years, seven, eight years. Yeah. That's crazy. For a long seven time. Years and we lived together for like five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then when I, when I left, um, I moved back into my parents' house and then, um, and then it wasn't just a straight cut off. So there was a lot of like back and forth for like six months of mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, it was my first breakup. I was like so in love with this dude. Yeah. Still didn't know that I was, that what narcissism was or gaslighting. Still didn't know mm-hmm. all these things. And Had so, you started therapy yet? No. Yeah. Therapy no. is literally. Well, I didn't start therapy till last year. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I love therapy. I'm like, why is it so damn expensive? Like, everybody needs a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and so then over the course of, then that's kind of when, when I got stuck by myself, not stuck, but when I was put by myself is really when things started to to shift because I went into a really bad depression for probably two years. And um, I really started drinking heavily then. And, um, but within that, I, um, like I started writing and I found poetry and I, I actually quit photo- photographing for two years. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then I got it, I got, um, I made friends with somebody who lived down the street, um, from where, where we lived in, in, in Vacaville? back or we lived in Fairfield, um, in Fairfield and, um, she owned a ranch and I would work, I did some photography stuff, but what I mean is like, I wasn't make I wasn't really doing a business. Like it appeared that I was, but I wasn't like, yeah, not in it. Um, and so those two years I kind of just dove into myself and then, um, Mm. and then I remember I was watching, um, being Mary Jane on Netflix. (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) Gabrielle Union. It's really good. (laughs) Um, I was watching that and the, she puts post-its all over her everywhere that have like, what are affirmations? I didn't know that's what they were at the time. Oh, but, so affirmations for anybody that doesn't know, which are super powerful. Mm-hmm. You could put like, and it's based off of what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. You need somebody else sometimes to tell you, but you just need to tell yourself. Right. Like I am strong. I am light. I am exactly. powerful. What were some of yours that, during that time? So mine were well. This I'm not even at affirmations yet, but they were ones I've used are like. Um, I'm trying to think what then what they were because they're very different now. Yeah. Um, um, like, uh, I'm, I'm learning to live in my power. Um, you know, things yeah. like they were more about the one. They were more about like learning to do things or or that slow 
stepping into stepping your, into yeah. it yeah um uh, and letting but, go of fear maybe yeah um but so that wasn't even what caught me watching that that she kept talking about this book asking it is given and i um i was like okay and i i noted it and then i kept hearing about it everywhere i went this book asking it is given so i finally bought it and i started reading it and um it's if you don't know what the, what uh, the law of attraction is um it's basically that's the first book asking it is given that is written by um esther hicks and she channels Abraham Hicks. And so she channels an energy from source. Wow. Yeah. And so everything that was being said in that book started, like, sounded and related to all the things that I had heard and experienced on on DMT. And so through that, um, I started, just small things started happening that, like, like I started going to yoga. Um, Someone came in and wanted to trade uh, um, yoga for photography that's the only reason I said yeah is because I was like my back hurts sure like now I gotta use it (laughs) now I gotta use it right and so and I was doing private sessions so I started learning about kundalini and I started learning about energy and all how this stuff works and then started realizing that I kind of that two years where I was um right after I had done that DMT DMT I'd gone through a kundalini awakening without a shaman and which what that means is that basically all of your um, so what the Kundalini is, is that there's a, a, a serpent-like energy stored in the base of our, like, in our belly, if you would say, like, your, where your womb mm-hmm. is. Yeah, at the base of your spine. Yeah. And when it's released properly, it goes through each chakra, and you do this with, like, a yoga person, or you do this with somebody who knows what they're doing. Or you can do this with hallucinogens and just blast through <laughs> all of them. And when you do that, it's not a fun experience. <laughs> Two completely different yeah. personality types. <laughs> yeah. So my ass <laughs> shot through all that, right? Not knowing anything, thinking none of this stuff exists, right? Um, so then that's really when I started to, um, to experience um, all these things happening um, in terms of how the universe works and seeing mm-hmm. signs and and how energy works. And then um, I remember my cousin told me about this psychic she used to see. And I was, and I used to make fun of her. And because um, I was like, that's woo woo. Woo woo. That's not real. Like, whatever. So I call her and I'm like, I, I was at a point where I was like really like losing my shit. Like, I needed to, I should have been in therapy, but <laughs> I wasn't yeah. ready for that. So I called her and I said, I need to go see her psychic. And she laughed and she was like, I thought you don't believe in it. And I was like, girl, make me an appointment because it's that or therapy and I'm not ready to go down that road yet. So funny that you choose a psychic over <laughs> yeah, therapy. Right? Like, that's how much work I did not want to do. <laughs> and so I go see the psychic and she tells me all this stuff that she couldn't have known. Like, not even my, like, there was things that she said that even my cousin was like, I didn't, I didn't even tell her your real name, dude. Mm. I was like, okay. And so she told me a bunch of things that would happen over the course of, like, five years, and all those things have happened. And then I also found out the psychic has been, every woman in my family, except for me and Megan, who you met, my other yeah. cousin, has gone to her over the course of, like, our whole lives. We and you just had never no idea? Know. Yeah, just never knew. And so even my mom. It was just, like, hush-hush? <laughs> yeah, like, they, well, they all knew. They just didn't, I don't know. Nobody wanted to tell you. Yeah, nobody <laughs> told us, except for, like... My cousin, one of my cousin Stephanie mentioned it, and then my mom was like, "Oh, you went saw Janice? What happened?" And I was like, "You, you know her?" And she's like, "Yeah, I, I've gone to her like five times." <laughs> okay. Um. So then, 
when that happened, I asked her, I asked a bunch of questions and I still was kind of like iffy. Um, but one of the things she said that I hadn't even tapped into the powers that like to my talents, she said that the photography you do, I don't even need to see it to know that it's what it is and it's insane, but you haven't even begun to tap into what you do. I don't know if anybody has seen Carleen's photography. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people like, (laughs) but if you haven't, you need to see it because it's, I mean, I've posted a couple of photos that she's taken of me on my Instagram. Um, and but and I've also seen a lot of your work and it's so unique (laughs) thank you and it's like mystical in a way but it's also like every single woman I feel like that you shoot with is like like I look like that (laughs) you know so you're super it's it's interesting that she was just like you don't even know yet yeah and then and she said and it's gonna go beyond photography like there's gifts and then she she Mm. also mentioned that like my crown chakra was just beginning to open and if I hadn't started experiencing um those gifts that that was gonna happen soon cool yeah and so I was like okay lady whatever and I leave and then all this stuff starts happening not like big things but small things like right the right person comes at the right time or yeah. you know I start noticing that and then I started noticing um um just like I remember I texted her at one point and I was like, hey, I need to, I, I'm really looking for a book on these, on like what you were telling me about how energy works or about shock, about anything really on, um, on spirituality. And, um, and she was like, well, I don't want to just give you anything, but the way that the universe works, if you ask for it, it'll appear. And I had been reading, asking it, it's given. So I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really kind of understood what in that book, if you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. Um, but it, I, I still hadn't applied what I had read in there. And my mom and I actually in the last episode. Oh, did you just I talk did, about it? We talked, literally, we talked about it the entire episode. We're like, please ask, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to know how to ask, go read this book. <laughs> um, and, and so then, um, so I said, okay. And I, and she was like, just put it out into the universe that you, what you want. Just, just say you want a book. And I was like, all right. And so I was like, I want a book to teach me spirituality. Literally two days later, I get a text from someone I haven't spoken to in like a year, who is actually Christy, who's coming to Soul Camps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she sends me, it's just a text from um, Audible, and it says, it says, you should read this book. (laughs) It's called (laughs) The Untethered Soul. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, Looking at my phone, like, what the hell? Well, that's not a <laughs> just sign. Happened. Yeah. And I was like, I literally just texted the psychic like the night before that's and asked crazy. that. And yeah. so she that's sends me, works. yeah, sends me this book. And then I read that book. And then just small things started happening over time. Mm-hmm. And here we are, like six years later, five or six years later. And um, my, so it was like a soul, a sl- not soul, slow. Uh, process of mm-hmm. just like learning all these different things and then in the last three years it's really been like a super deep dive into yeah. like understanding and getting to know myself and then within that there was a huge we could that's probably another yeah. a whole nother ep- episode of just talking about the this the the shadow side of having to figure out who who I was and mm-hmm. and what I wanted in life because I'd been broken from yeah this uh that toxic relationship that just stripped me from everything yeah which is i mean i mean i'm sure then it was like what the fuck is going on i I was so like just scrapping for it back because you didn't know anything different but really it was like your higher power your angels whatever you want to call it was like please just trust us right please (laughs) exactly and so and that's the thing too is from the outside nobody knew that i was like 
inside, like, in this deep depression that I was, like, getting getting wasted all the time. And that's another thing. When you're 26, 27, it's normal to go out and get drunk on a Friday night or Saturday night, you know? Yeah. And party with your friends. Um... And so that's what I, that, I mean, that's what I had been doing. Um, and if you're in a, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're already in a dark place, you know, drinking from my experience is like the last thing I should be doing in the moment. It's well, kind of yeah. like, you know, but you don't know that then, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so then really within the last two years, um, is really when the spiritual side of me, I, I kind of dove into that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many layers, I feel like, to, to yeah. all the things that have happened. Um, and then, so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of dove into alcohol, not really realizing that's what was, was going on. And then it got to the point where a year and a half ago, I was um, going out and just going on benders. Like, yeah. from Thursday through Sunday, I was blocked out. I've been at there. At house. I've yeah. totally been there. Yeah. Or, you know... Even I've been, and even when I was dating, I don't know what to call him. Guy number two. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was on on and off again, really. I don't want to use people's names. Yeah. Uh, On and off again relationship for four years. That was not toxic, but it was a growing, um, yeah, growing relationship in terms of where we both grew a lot through and learned a lot from each other through that. But even with him, like. He knew what was going on, but I don't think he knew the extent at which I was... Because we didn't live together, and we lived mm-hmm. an hour apart, so we weren't together all the time. Um, but then um, I... So then about a year... Um, a year ago... What is it, March? So a year... Like, probably like 13 months, 14 months ago? Maybe maybe a year and a half ago. We'll just say a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> I'm so, like, big on numbers. Um, I... Uh, I basically went on a four-day bender at one person's house and ended up at somebody else's house on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And within that, had found out I had been in three places. Um, I didn't drive. Other friends had dropped me off and taken me places. And the thing is that when I'm blacked out, people don't know I'm blacked out because I yeah. can hold conversations and I can do things. Um, and I just woke up and some things had happened and I just kind of realized, like, if this isn't rock bottom, I don't want to find out what, what that yeah. looks like. And so I called, um, I called dude. <laughs> I was <just> like. <laughs> guy number two. <laughs> yeah, guy number two. And I was like, I need to, we need to have a conversation. And I decided that I needed to sit down with my parents and tell them that I didn't know if I had an alcohol problem mm. or if I, I didn't know what it was, but that the solution for me was therapy. And so they sat down and we had a conversation and, um. And they just, they were very supportive and just were like, whatever you need to do, we're, we'll, we'll support you in that. And it was more of like, for the first time, because I've quit drink, I've quit drinking before, but not like, this was, it was bad. It was, and it wasn't controlling my life. It was just, it gets to a point where, you know, blacking out four days a week is not productive, not not productive, (laughs) you know? In any way. In any way. And, um, and I didn't want to find out what would have, like, you know, what else, yeah like how much further would this go? And so then, um, yeah, so then I started, ther- I called a therapist that day and, um, I actually called 10 therapists. One called me back and, um, I told her, I, I basically was like, here's what's going on and just like gave her the rundown and she was like, 
okay, nobody's ever just flat out told me exactly what their where their mind's at and what's going on on the phone. You, you fast-forwarded like, a lot of yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, I think we align. Um, she was like, if you'd like to, to come in, and I said, I need, I, don't, I need to come in, and she said, I have an opening tomorrow, which oh. is, like, not normal. Yeah, normally, yeah. like, therapists... Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I have to book mine, like, three weeks out. Yeah. So that is super rare. Yes, and that's what she even said, and... And so I went in and, um, and, and I think the difference, I think the reason, and so I've changed my life pretty much completely in the yeah. last year and a half. Total 180. Um, total 180. But I think that was because it was like, she even says you were ready to do the work yeah, and not just talk about doing the work. Mm-hmm. And so for, I went in every week for till, for almost a year yeah, until, uh, until I just stopped going in every week. I go once a month since September now, I think. Oh, um, so yeah, and so just every week came in and and dove into that and which is that, huge. Yeah, therapy is so important. It's so important. I tell everybody like, please. <laughs> you want my therapist number? Yeah, I pass out mine too, <laughs> yeah, like candy. Just, like yeah, I just have it. I'm like, I just like text it now. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, but my therapist at one point isn't going to have time. For I know. Me, right? <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, uh oh, my therapist started getting hella busy, and I was like. Uh oh, that's my own fault. I was like, listen, I made you. Remember <laughs> yeah, who I am. No, no, no. She <laughs> I'm made just herself, but yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, I have to have an appointment. Um. So yeah, so in the last, so in six months, I she said I did the work that she normally would quote somebody like three years to see a, a difference. Mm. Um, but and I don't say that to like toot my own horn. I say that because I was doing the work. However, COVID happened as well, so there was a yeah. lot of time for me to like basically sit with myself and my thoughts and all of that mm-hmm. and I was ready I you know I was ready to do to do all that um shadow work and what shadow work is is basically going into the sides of yourself that you don't want to that you don't like that you don't like or that like past experience your past like, like traumas yeah. like all the things that have happened that you don't really want to like, like the reasons why <laughs> you react yeah. certain ways exactly. to certain situations that maybe isn't the most exactly uh, again productive yeah, productive yeah and so what we found within doing that um we found out that so because I was like I don't know if I'm an alcoholic or if, like what's going on and through that I don't I do not believe I was an alcoholic um I what I was doing was using alcohol to, to cover pain yeah, and not cope. deal with it yeah to cope and so um so yeah so then when COVID hit I really um, started to dive into I started meditating even more than I already did like I don't do it now but when COVID, when we first when we couldn't go do anything I'd meditate for like three hours a day like that was that just amazing fun. yeah <laughs> like I would just lay on the floor <laughs> um and then I started getting into reading more and um and just really uncovering more about how I wanted to show up in the world mm-hmm. and so um and I kind of kept the two apart like my woo-woo side I never really came out into public with it yeah. <laughs> like and I call it woo-woo it's not I mean I own it not woo-woo not I feel like is yeah, yeah it's like a common yeah. like people understand when people say woo-woo yeah I don't think it necessarily has a negative connotation. Well, it depends on who you're talking to, I think. I know. <laughs> I think it me, sounds it magical. Yeah. And I'm like, and if, and if somebody's like, oh, you're woo-woo, and it's a bad connotation, like, you're not my person. Like, if somebody tells me they're woo-woo, I'm like, ooh, you're my person. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, oh, hey. Yeah, exactly. Me too, I'm woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go get weird. Yeah. Um, so, during COVID, I kind of, um, 
um, started, well, and I will, I'll rewind a little bit too. I even, we were, uh, in therapy, she realized, uh, she mentioned, she was like, you're so attached to photography, um, that I don't even think you know how to, how you're showing up with that. Like I was so mm. tied to, I was trying to shove myself into, uh, into a cor- a box of photography, like all these photographers, like, and I'm supposed to be one of those photographers, right? Yeah. Like, um, because that's what photographers do. And so, and I never was in alignment with that. And so like for the last couple of years, I was really struggling with where I fit and what to do with photography in my business. People wouldn't know that on the outside, but on the inside, like I was really trying to figure out like, (laughs) what do I want to do? Where do I go? And so, um, you're kind of rebranding yourself because before you did what kind of photography? Well, I've always photographed women. Yeah. Um, but I would do anything. But mainly, um, I I um, I uh, specialized in boudoir. Okay. Which is bedroom, like bedroom type photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, she, my when I say she, the my therapist ended up asking me, "Who is Carly, Carlene, without without photography?" And mm-hmm. I couldn't answer. I was like, "I don't. What do you mean?" <laughs> She was like, who are, if photography doesn't exist, who are you? And I had a panic attack. I was like, what do you mean? You're like, stop that. Take that back. I was like, that's not, I don't understand the question. Like, and I couldn't, she was like, even baffled. Like, I don't understand why you can't answer this question. (laughs) She's like, oh no, I just opened a can of worms. Yeah. And so she was actually started treating me and photography as a marriage. And we went through marriage counseling for a few weeks. You told me this. It still is. It's funny. It is. <laughs> and then COVID hit, and then I had to answer, who is Carlene without photography? I couldn't photograph, you know? So I was mm-hmm. in this place of having to go figure that out. And so these two things, like, those two major things happened. And with COVID, we really all were, for- not everybody, but you were for- I was forced to really sit with myself and mm-hmm. figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, like I had said, I kept the woo-woo, and I kept photography kind of separate. And then I started realizing... Why can't I combine these together? Like, why can't I combine my spiritual beliefs with transformational work and photography? And that's yeah. already what I'm doing. I'm just not saying that's what I'm doing. Like, so you just hadn't owned it yet. I hadn't owned it. Yeah. And because I was already doing this. I've always taken photographs where people are like, that's me. Or like, how'd you do that? Or they're yeah. afraid. And I'm like, well, I see you. Aww. Like, I see you. And I've always said that. And so I just realized, like, why don't I own this? And I don't have to be a photographer in fact I realize I'm not a photographer I am a photographer but I'm an artist that uses photography to help people step into their truth I love it thank you yeah Yeah. and so that's kind of how it all like started like within COVID and now I've been in this rebrand and get putting it all together like so that it's you know full-on business that is packaged with a bow yeah (laughs) and all the things Yeah. yeah which is so cool because also then how we met is through soul camp Mm -hmm. and like just to touch on again to listen to and like put yourself out there and like in a way you kind of manifested it but I feel like I feel like it was 100% manifested yeah Yeah. because you wanted to start doing didn't do it on purpose yeah Yeah. you wanted to start doing like moving kind of into retreats or you were you're she's super good Carlene's super good at networking and you are (laughs) thank you (laughs) I am (laughs) Um, and you had reached out to, you'd found my mom. So what happened was I've always had this, like, I've always had this idea of doing retreat. Oops. 
Oops, my bad. Uh, I kicked over. I almost kicked over the laptop. Uh, I, like, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, I'd I'd always had this idea of running small retreats or big retreats centered around um, photography, and then, but I'd been too afraid to like do any. And I was in such a place that it was like that'll happen in ten years when I'm yeah. like figured my shit out. But and by that I mean my insides like my brain right (laughs) um and so I had I had a business coach and we were talking and she was like well why aren't you photographing retreats and I was like what do you mean and she was like why aren't you photographing she just repeated what she said and I was like I don't under like because I don't do that type of photography she's like if you want to run run retreats you need to get involved in retreats and I was like okay that I understand (laughs) so then I just started googling retreats and soul camps came up and I was like well I do that so I'll just email her and see what happens and so I emailed your mom I don't think I even yeah I emailed her I Facebooked I don't know what happened no I emailed her and then she responded and she said, that's beautiful, but I don't work with anybody who hasn't been to one of our retreats. And I don't mean to me. She wasn't being rude about it. She just was like, if you want to work with us, you have to come to a retreat. You have to know what it's about. You have to know what it's about is what she meant. And I was like, okay. Um, so then I booked myself for a retreat in August of last year. So almost a year later. Up in Tahoe. Yeah. Up in Tahoe. And then I walked in and then I think she forgot that I'd even emailed her about that. And so when I got there. Um, we had no idea yeah no clue and I'm just like and I was like whatever happens happens at this point I don't even (laughs) and another thing about Carlene is she's so humble okay because I we she didn't throughout that weekend we had no idea that she was potentially wanting to work with us we didn't have any idea the kind of (laughs) talented photographer she was in fact we didn't realize what kind of work she did with photography until Costa Rica, which was like six months later. We're like, who I know, are you? I know, mind you, you guys didn't even ask me to come to Costa Rica for photography. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to bring my camera and do some photos. I was like, cool. She's like, I also got this cool dress. I'm like, let's do it. And they, they came out and literally were all like, what? Like, you're, she just, Carlene's just, she stepped into that weekend, wasn't there to like, she was also there to experience it. Yeah. Well, and see if it what your fit mom you said. Yeah, yeah, to see if it fit. And, you know, and I was like, and I and I think at this point I trust the universe so much that I'm just like, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And I I just know that I have to put myself in the situation yeah. for it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is called action. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Like, what I is it? <laughs> Sorry. No, I was trying to think. So it's too. called something else, but I had couldn't get to it. So I was just like inspired action. <laughs> it's called inspired actions, which is part of manifesting. Um, and so, yeah. So even that weekend, your mom was like, "Oh, well, you read people's cards," and I was like, "I said okay." And so I started, and then and then I think that's when, yeah. And then that's kind of when it happened. And then then at the end, she just said, "Get your number. Let's get each other." And then I don't think I even made the moves. Your mom was just like. <laughs> Yeah. When are you coming? What are we doing together? And I'm yeah. like, you tell me. So it's so cool. Like, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's just literally about taking the right step in the right direction towards what you want in right. a way. And then exactly. the universe rewards that. Exactly. And and I think I had reached out. It's just like the therapy. It was like I reached out to probably like four or five places. And that was the only response I got. And then COVID hit. So I stopped like yeah. so searching. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And now we don't want to let her go. I know, right? <laughs> and now we're all like, we're a family. What are we we're doing? We're a little family. Let's go over here. Let's go over here in the world. Yeah. 
world. <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah. Um, so we're actually going to Bali together in, in May. Yeah, So May. coming up, it's like, what, two months out, which is exciting. I know. It's so, so soon. And what's really weird, too, is this is like, so your, so your mom just told me you guys are going to Mexico at the end of the month. Yeah. I'm not going to the same place, but I'm, I'm going, I've had in the year, for the last year, I'm going to Mexico at the end of the month, too. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to be in Cancun. How far is that from Sayulita? I don't know. I'm shooting. We can't take a boat to each other. I don't think so. But I was just like, how weird is that? (laughs) That is super weird. Synchronistic. Yeah, so synchronistic. But, um, so yeah, that's like my, that's like my really fast story on, um. How you became. How I got here. Yeah. (laughs) How I became not agnostic. Which as you can see, there was like. I was trying to reframe, but there's so many other little stories. There's so many other things, yeah. That, that went on in that time frame that I just wanted to kind of, like, pick up. and. But, again, it's like a, I don't know, you're, how you got to where you're at now was just literally taking it one step at it's a time. like, each day. Yeah. yeah. And I still, like, sometimes I'm, like, if somebody's, like, what are you doing in a year? I'm like, I can't answer that question. Cause so I much don't can know. happen in a year. Exactly. Like one year ago, I was in therapy crying because I thought I was an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell you where I was at a year ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. So, well, thank you yeah. for coming on. Yeah. I love your st- I just see again, guys, if you want to go in a different, I, I think I've said this every single episode, but it's just, it's, I'm learning how true it is in my life, so I want to inspire you guys to do the same. But if you're feeling called to go into a new direction or maybe step into a new version of yourself or explore a new, like, a different side of you, just do it. You're only here for so long. I mean, don't mm-hmm. don't waste life on the couch. Like, you're allowed to change your direction at any moment. So I, I agree. And I, I think of it like this, like, maybe not for you, but for me. I want to be high school fat. Like, remember that? Like, in high school, I always thought, like, I was so fat. And then you see a picture and you're like, there was no fat on your body at yeah. all. And so I've, like, have you seen that mean? Like, I want to be high school yes. <laughs> high school fat again. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's taught what it's talking about is looking at a picture. And, like, in that moment, I thought I was this one way. Looking at a picture, there was was not that way at all. Yeah. In fact, I would trade places to have that It's all have perception. That body, right? Yeah. So now it's, like, if you don't do it now, are you going to look back in three years and wish oh. that you had taken that inspired action? Exactly. Exactly. Because if you, I mean, you could be in a completely different place. It's just about stepping through the fear mm-hmm. and taking the risk again. So it is. And that's, and, and that's the thing too. I think people are afraid to, when we step into that fear and when we do take the risk, there's a chance that things might not work out. Yeah. And, and that's, we don't, that's part of failure. I think our society doesn't drill into people is that yeah. so failure is learning yeah failure fail forward yeah that's what we always say is fail forward because the other option is do nothing is to do nothing you know at least if you <clears throat> fail you're still you're you are moving forward whether it doesn't feel like it sometimes you are you're moving and that failure could lead you into so many other things exactly it you could know? redirect you into I where you're actually you're supposed to go yeah exactly like if I if I hadn't have been in a toxic relationship for seven years, I would not have had this huge <laughs> awakening, you know. Well, yeah, it became your medicine yeah. in a way. Also, mm-hmm. that's another thing is a lot of your your struggles can become your medicine and your life's work. Yeah, I agree. And also, you can relate and empath- we relate with each other on a lot of things because of that. And <clears throat> so, yeah, again, 
That was a great conversation. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was, awesome. that was awesome. I will bring you on again if you <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, we can dive into other stuff too. Yeah, because she's super good at, like, again, manifestation and, like, actually looking at different parts of it. So I would love to talk about that at some point. Um, the drinking thing, I really relate mm-hmm. on. Yeah, the partying scene can be, I mean, d- there's this whole two different sides to drinking depending on how you're using it. So I definitely tapped on both sides of my life so far. And I'm yeah. only, so I think drinking's a huge thing in our culture that can take people sometimes out from the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to talk about that in an episode because I think that's super relatable with people our age, especially. Yeah. Because it's normal with every single occasion, whether you're grieving, mm-hmm. whether you're celebrating. And that's celebrating. what's so weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, have alcohol. Oh, but don't have too much alcohol. But have all the alcohol. But yeah. don't become an alcoholic. It's oh, like, but don't have any alcohol unless you have this much alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's some mixed messages. Yeah. I feel some mixed messages. Yeah. So that would be a great episode. I think that would – I would love to have heard an episode like that, like, probably two, three years ago. So we yeah. should – that would be a good one. I'm too. super down. But I love Thanks you. I'm so I happy you that we you came to our soul camp. Because yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, and thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I'm going to, yeah, they come out every week. I'm trying my best. I don't know. Apple, I'm still figuring out the technology, so bear with me. <laughs> it's only going to go up from here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, only... following inspired action. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening and share if you feel called to um and if you resonated with this or just send me a message let me know that you listened to it and that you liked it and that it helped a little bit maybe your favorite part i don't know get a little crazy (laughs) anyways have a good day night evening bye